1: Welcome to Go Ask Alley, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. I think like our vaginas have a lot to say. I think we should let them speak. We'll stay speak. out of it and they'll just talk. Yes. One of the hardest things to absorb for those who are new to these kinds of fights, again,
0: if we won all of them... We wouldn't be here.
1: <laughs> if you see a monster, don't try to run away. Step right up to it and say, what do you have to teach me? Why are you in my mind? I want to be the person who has cancer and doesn't run a marathon. Like, do I have to work that hard? No, it's the best excuse not to run a marathon. Welcome to Go Ask Ali. I'm Ellie Wentworth, and my guest today is Julia Roberts. I don't need any more of an introduction except to tell you that if you're ever greeted at the door by Julia Roberts, she'll probably be in bare feet and jean cutoffs with her hair up, very Erin brockovich She's probably made some banana bread. And before you know it, you are curled up on the couch, laughing your ass off, playing some kind of a board game, maybe with a little Coca-Cola and Johnny Walker. She's the warmest, coziest, funniest smartest woman ever. Hi, hey, honey. Hey. You know, I was, um, I was in this little upholstery store today, like a little hole in the wall, and I was looking at fabrics. As one would be. Yeah. And I was looking at fabrics because I want to redo some chairs, and I was like, you know what, Julia, she'd be game for this. She'd be all over this fabric. Why am I here alone? Why are you there alone? That's an impossible task to do alone, I think. I agree. But if you were there, we would, I would have been like, what do you think of the blue stripe? What do you think of the green? And you would tell me. Get it. Tell me about your day. What was your day? What was my day? You know what? My day had um, a
0: nice kickoff because we are at a m- moment of the school year where it was brought to my attention at dinner last night with my children. That sophomores and seniors, which is what we are, on Tuesdays go to school a half an hour later. What? I was like, I am all in on this. Yeah. That's a fantastic rule. It's so great. And I also love that some clever person had the forethought to make it sophomores and seniors. And on Thursdays, it's freshmen and juniors. So that clearly siblings.
1: Mom doesn't have to get up and go early and then go again late. So good it all is. And so yes, you have a child who's a sophomore, but we both have seniors who are going to leave the nest. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not um I'm not good with it. I'm really not. I keep telling Harper that it's her job as the younger daughter to stay home and care for aging parents and never <laughs> marry. That's what spinsters are supposed to do. How fun for her. <laughs> She's She said, sign me up. But it's, it's daunting. I feel like your kids were just babies. You know what's nice, though? I
0: feel like in an interesting way in this moment, all five of us or, yeah, I'll include Henry in that. All five of us kind of feel the same way right now. Mm-hmm. We're all equal parts, like, excited. And kind of overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that has to be accomplished and trying to savor every moment of now. Yeah. And I, it's so nice that we're kind of all feeling the same way. It's great. Oh, God, it just must gut you when they walk out the door. I can't, I cannot even, I mean, poor Henry is going to have Danny and I just sit and just
1: like, hi, hi, what you doing? What do you want to do? <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Elliot left and both George and I cried and I had a Big Mac. And then since she's gone, that's what we do with Harper. We sit across her table for her and we go, so tell us about your boyfriend. So tell us what, what do you think about? And she just goes, no, we're not doing this. No, because she's my quieter one. She keeps yeah. her, her cards close to her chest. So she's not cracking. So, But one of the interesting things, and I I think about it a lot with both of us, is we have very good marriages. We are lucky enough that we still are very attracted to our husbands. And I think that's a great thing as an empty nester because George and I have lots of plans.
0: Well, listen, I have said so many times in the past few weeks, I cannot imagine what people are feeling that don't want to make out anymore or even be in the same room anymore. And then the people that bring them into the same room are leaving.
1: Yeah. What? Can you imagine? No, I, I mean, know. and you
0: have to, it's got to be like a slow crash. You know, it's coming. Yeah. What, you know, you just, you wasted the last 20 years not talking to each other, you know? Yeah.
1: And then you're just sitting there with TV trays going, oh my God, now
0: what? Well, there's nothing wrong with a good night with a TV tray, but yes. But not every night.
1: Yes. But, but, you know, so that's, that is a positive. That's how I look at it. That is a plus. Yes. That is a plus that we're still, we're still making out. And now we can make out without everybody saying, ew, gross, stop it. Or, Or all of a sudden you look at your phone, there's a text. I'm still in the house. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, you're obviously louder than we are. (laughs) But um, so when I started, you know, tonight when I was getting, you know, my lemonade and setting up my computer, you know what I thought? I thought, I don't know you as movie star Julia Roberts at all. I don't know you like that. I know you as my friend in jean short's. Who's just wants to shoot the shit and talk about life. And so when I first sat down to do this podcast with you, I thought there's so many things I can't say or talk about with you because it's being fucking recorded. Well, that's, um, isn't that
0: the weird thing about doing any kind of work thing with a f- friend? I mean, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah.
1: It's truly bizarre. Yeah. Because even when I was looking at, you know, a bunch of things to talk about, I was just like, it. A- doesn't seem natural for me to say like so when you were doing America's Sweethearts did you you know I'm like screw that I'm going to talk to my friend which is a much more interesting conversation um and and one of the things I do I'll start with because I do want to talk about Ticket to Paradise
0: yes Ticket to Paradise starring George yes, Clooney
1: cuz you're about to do your big press tour with that first of all thank you for making a movie like Ticket to Paradise right at this time when covid is still rearing its ugly head and the world seems to be on fire and i'm crying about female reproduction rights every 5 minutes and i got to sit back and be carried away in a like old school great hollywood romantic comedy so thank you for that
0: it's what george and i wanted to do is we wanted To just give everybody a break, give ourselves a break, you know, make a movie that we were wanting to see, try to make people laugh, try to make people just sit and smile and really just feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just the simplest, the simplest thing. Just You just want people to go have a nice time and not be stressing about all that there is to stress
1: about. Of which there is a lot. But also after Martha Mitchell, this must have been (laughs) just kick your fucking heels up (laughs) after crazy Martha. (laughs) Gosh. After being slapped around by Sean
0: Slapped around. And also, I mean, that was such a, you know, I mean, put aside all the emotional content and the physical content and the, you know, everything that I had to emulate in order to be her there was also the pages and pages and pages and pages of dialogue to learn every day and yeah you know there we were kind of you know running our lives and and having these huge amounts of homework to do every night and then i go off to australia by myself i have nothing but time on my hands and i have you know six lines <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like what you know, what, and then the next day I have you know ten lines or what, but it just was like I kept waiting for oh where where's the scene where I'm really gonna be up all night, you know, trying to get that in there, and it just it was all it just all had a simple flow and and uh you know of course, being with george is is uh
1: you know, well you guys just joke around, I mean, come on, it's just you guys turn into two little dirty toddlers together and you just prank each other and joke each other and have the best time, right? We we do. We have such a
0: good time. We love making each other laugh. We love to play games. We love to sing songs. We would sit there waiting for, you know, the monsoon rains to pass and just be singing songs at the top <laughs> of our lungs. Um, and, you know, just like truly carrying on we just carry on that's what we do we carry on yeah um
1: yes i i (laughs) i you can see that right away with the witty banter but also by the way you know what the best part of the movie is and i mean i don't know if i'm gonna get in trouble from whoever made the movie or i'll get blacklisted when george passes away at the very end that part yep that i just i didn't see it coming it is surprising isn't it um no no when you guys play beer pong and dance that i could watch 90 minutes of that and by the way you were truly having a good time i can tell when you were having fun we had so much fun and i will say this it was so
0: hot we were sweating um we were not holding back we had our co-actors, all the the youngsters there were just like the first take because basically all our director was like, here's the space. Stay in it. This is where I can see you and just don't hurt yourselves or anyone around you. <laughs> that was pretty much you know, all that we had to do and anything else we could just... And just the first take, you should have seen these kids. They were just like... <laughs> They, they couldn't believe their eyes. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. They were like, and it was hysterical. And George and I were, this is where the the alchemy of friendship, we were feeding off each other. We were making each other laugh. I am so proud of how absolutely drunk we seem in that scene. We were oh, yeah. stone cold sober. We were hot and sweaty and like my hair was sticking to my neck all like all the things that I don't like and we look like we're having the best time because we were just sort of like egging each other on and and it was it was hysterical it was so fun it was so fun we probably could have done it for hours and hours but you know they were like okay stop we've had enough (laughs) you need to stop now it
1: It was I was I watched it with George and George goes she's drunk She's drunk. I go, I don't know. I don't think she needs to be drunk to be having fun with Clooney. I think that she's actually just having a good time.
0: And we also, we're we're trying to like outwit each other with, you know, what line mm-hmm. we could say this time for this or what joke could be here or what, you know, I don't know. We just, we're constantly trying to, to raise the bar and to make everybody around us laugh. And, you know, that's pretty much our life goal. We did it Perfectly
1: there's a lot more to come after this short break and we're back with more go ask allie did i ever tell you my george clooney story oh i'm gonna tell it to you i think he is the kindest nicest funniest i think he's just such a great guy And George knows him, my George. And we were living in D.C. and I had lunch with these like mean girl moms. Because my kids had just started school. They were like the intimidating moms with the headbands and the Birkin bags. And I had like bell <laughs> mm-hmm. bottom jeans on and a turtleneck. And I was like, Oh God. And we were sitting at the four seasons in Georgetown having lunch. And they were like, Well, are you gonna participate in the auction and blah, blah, blah? And I thought, Oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna just eat me up. These women are gonna just I'm they're like pit bulls on a tiny baby little chihuahua. And he walked in. George Clooney walked in, he was doing press for something. And he walked by and I said, hey, George. And he said, hey, Allie, how's it going? I said, good. And the women were, you know, their eyes were falling out of their heads. Mm -hmm. And he said, how's George? I said, good. He goes, hey, let's make him jealous. Get out your phone. And gave me a big old kiss while he took my phone and took the picture. So not only did I make my George jealous, but those women worshipped the ground I walked on for a year. I bet. Oh, that's good stuff. I thought, what kind of a guy? Come on. You
0: couldn't have written it better.
1: I know. I know. And I went, I will love George Clooney till the day, till the I, day die. I die. On my deathbed. I will say, I love George Clooney and I love Julia Roberts. That's what I'm going to say on my deathbed. <laughs> and George is your George is going to be like, uh, hello, over here, yeah. anyone? <laughs> I'm going to say, I said George. You don't know who I mean. So... You leave, you, you leave Martha Mitchell and you go to Australia and you are quarantined for a long time because I texted you and I thought about you a lot. And I thought, how is she feeling without her family in a house in Australia right now? So that part isn't wasn't fun, was it? And I actually read somewhere. I love like I read somewhere about you that <laughs> uh, that Amal and George were like family, like you guys all got to kind of be together. Yes. Well, during the quarantine,
0: we were all in Sydney and they were very far away from where I was. Um, And it was when we were freed and sent to uh, Hamilton Island, this beautiful little island that we uh, were on for like five or six weeks filming that on this island, their house was just sort of just above my house. And so if I were in my yard, say, for example,
1: and I called up (laughs) to their house, maybe they could hear me. (laughs) Did you throw things out their
0: window? Um, No, but I often was like, breakfast ready? (laughs) I love that. And their kids were there too. Yes. And, you know, I have to say there was a lot of of mental preparation that went into being away. I didn't realize that COVID in Australia was quite so complex and it kept my family away longer than I could have anticipated, which is probably good because maybe if I had known how long we would be apart, I I probably wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have had the guts.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: wouldn't have thought that, you know, especially when you're doing something that's joyful and that is like, you're trying to make this, this planet of, of fun. You know, you don't want to just be bummed out. I mean, I, I, that's not how no. I work anyway. And, um, and I think that, that my family was so great about it. And I, I kind of just mentally had myself so prepared for it that I did better than I expected mm-hmm. with the time away because I'd never I'd never been away from Danny that long, but I'd certainly never been away from the kids that long. And... Um, How many scarves did you knit? <laughs> what did I knit over there? I did knit some things, but, you know, it was really, really hot. And so there just comes a point where you're like, yeah, it's all kind of disintegrating in your hands. Um, I read a lot of books, uh, but the quarantine was hard. Yeah, of course it was. It, it just mentally, it's it's weird. And I had, uh, I realized like months and months later, I don't I don't know. Danny and I were talking to somebody and something about you know like, you know, getting older, and I said, well, listen, as a fifty three year old woman, with three kids, blah blah blah, and he said to me later, he goes you know, sweetheart, you've, this is maybe the, I mean, you do what you want, but this is like, is this what we're doing now? You're 53? And I go, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, this is, I'm 53 years old. What are you talking about? He goes, well, because you're 54. And I go, (laughs) and you know what? I think it's because I had my birthday in quarantine that it didn't, that's what it is, stick. Because I've never Mm -hmm. been weird about my age. And he was like, can we just can we just check in on this just you and me like is this what we're we're going to say now and I was like what are you talking about but I really think because my birthday was in quarantine and I love to celebrate my birthday and it's always so fun and friends and food and yep. I think it didn't happen so I had to like really force myself it doesn't to, count it doesn't well, count
1: Danny you're 53
0: I'm pretty sure I'm 54 all right soon to be 55
1: So let me ask you a question I I look at you and I, I mean, you're, you're beautiful, but you're so, you're beautiful because you're so natural and you know who you are. And that's what I love about you. And when I look back at your career, which I did this afternoon, I thought, (sighs) how is she, how is she this cool grounded woman that makes banana bread for me and plays Mexican train and has these amazing kids and this solid marriage? Why isn't she in rehab? Like, why are you okay? That The fame you had when you were young was extraordinary. Well, what do you attribute that to? Your, your family, your...
0: Uh, well, listen, I think not that I ever want to give all credit away, but I for sure think that meeting Danny when I did, the two of us having the relationship that we have that we understand each other so well, that we are so in sync. There's just no other way I want to live my life than right next to this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And our priorities, our compasses are just, they're so aligned. I mean, who, who knew that this person was there? And I think that so the the really the truly grown up part of my life is i think a testament to to that to to finding each other when we did and and um and just the good fortune of really finding your person you know it's like you find your person and then yeah. yes. all, all these things just are like sparks that come from that you're not even driving the bus anymore it's all just stardust and then before that, I think it's... I just think that for whatever reason, I never felt truly um, it was my work wasn't ever really my identity. And I also think I was really lucky that, you know, kind of the way that my career went had. There was like a linear progression to it. You could sort of chart the syntax of one movie to the next or this getting to be more of something or this getting to be more of something. Now it just seems like people are just like, like, yeah, you you don't know who someone is. And then the next day they're they're the only person on the planet Earth who who has talent. Right. You know, the trajectory is so steep now. Um, But the longevity
1: isn't. Yeah. Well, that's the only difference.
0: Yeah. It's interesting though. I don't know. I just, somebody was asking me the other day, something about like, you know, how do you have a normal life? And I, you know, and I think, well, how do you not have a normal life? Uh, You know, I can sit here all day and say, can I get a cappuccino Um,
1: (laughs) and maybe a cookie? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But see, that's so funny because I know you with a normal life. I can't imagine the other life. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the person that's calling out for the cookie and isn't going to get one. Not the other person. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like, that's what's well, so funny. Well, when I'm on a set, there are my needs are a little bit more. Um, I'm sure there there are people who who I'm sure take a real interest in that afternoon need for coffee.
1: Yes, yes, and
0: I appreciate them.
1: Of course you do. But again, the person I know is um, would be making cookies for everybody else. Yes. And it's funny what you say about Danny, because I so understand that. And I think that I wasn't anchored in a way that I was when I met George. And by the way, talk about, he was the last person I thought that that was going to be my person if you had said to me before i met him oh you're gonna george stephanopoulos is your person i would have fallen off my chair laughing <laughs> but uh but it's amazing when you meet somebody and all the important things are there mm-hmm. like the really like deep fun like we can walk into a house together and both go yep this is the house mm. or you know those kind of big decisions that are you know almost uh, not not able to verbalize Mm -hmm. we go yep that's it that's it with the kids with everything and so i do understand that completely and i used to think certainly at the beginning of our marriage i was like oh you know you're you're the anchor you're the anchor i don't what do i do and george said um i never felt joy until i met you and i was like all right i'll take that what i'll take that i know loving um, and I always imagine like you and Danny and the kids in some westerny kind of acres of land. I, I mean, I, I just frolicking, frolicking around. Um, although I'm, I know that's not true because we have children and children are high maintenance. We frolic sometimes. There's some frolicking yes, too. sometimes at the holidays. There's frolicking. So would you? And you, of course, cook on the holidays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I know you do. I always feel like. I mean, I,
0: I, I'm not as good a cook as you, and I don't think I, I am as advanced to cook as you. I would like to take some cooking lessons. Um, but I do enjoy it when it's not, you know, that relentless, like on top of you kind of cooking mm-hmm. where you just feel like you've just cleaned up from something and now you're supposed to figure out what the next meal is. Um, and I know a lot of, moms, a lot of caregivers. It's just like the constant pursuit of nutrition and feeding people and it can get tiring. Um, but for the holidays, I, I just feel like when you have days on end to just be cooking and no one's expecting you to be able to do anything else, but you're in the kitchen and oh, it's just so fun. I think it's so great and it brings
1: me a lot of joy. It is fun. So who who's cooking at night? Like on a Tuesday night and the kids are doing homework, do you and Danny switch off? Do you do takeout? Um, well, we used to
0: cook all the time. And now we'll do a combination of, I mean, he's a great cook and he cooks a lot too. Um, and right now he's away working. So I'm doing all the cooking or We will get takeout because also there's sometimes it's like, you know, Henry's at soccer practice right now. He'll be home in a little bit. Finn's at soccer practice till late, but then he has a college counseling meeting. And so it just kind of becomes like, can I cook something that can just sit here or should we just order something once everybody's done? Or so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's a little bit of a house and a little bit
1: of a dorm sometimes. Yeah, there's a big difference between three kids and two, I've noticed.
0: There's a big difference between when the five of us are here and my uh, cuisine motivation and when it's just me and the kids. I realize, yeah, I really do a lot of things to try to impress Danny Motor. Even if it's just making a particularly delicious salad to go with dinner. Like with the kids, I might just make dinner. Yeah. With Danny, I might make dinner and a salad and a dessert. And I realized that when he's away. I'm like, oh, that's it's so
1: sweet. God, I do a lot of stuff trying to get his attention. Yeah. And that's cute. I think you have his attention. I don't think you have to, to make an extra salad for Danny. I think you have it. You never know. I think you have it. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. And so you guys, because uh, uh, I keep forgetting we're in a podcast, you guys switch off. So if Danny's working, you're home. If yeah. you're working, he's. there's always a parental figure in the house. Yes. Yes which is great. Yeah. They always have a parent. Yeah. And there's no, by the way, I can say this. There's no um, assistance. There's nobody else in that house except you and Danny and kids. Is there not? Can I get a cappuccino and a cookie? You're not going to get it. Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. No, <Nope>. no, <Nope. laughs> not getting it. Not getting it. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So, are you worried about getting older at all? Like, you seem very comfortable in everything that is you. You don't? I mean, I'm not worried, but it would be nice
0: if they would give you a little heads up on some of it, right? Yeah. Maybe we should write a book, Allie.
1: Yes. Menopause with Julia and Allie. Like, no judgment.
0: it's It's cool. Okay. But just maybe a little heads up. Yeah, I Or just a little, like, here's what you could do to maybe just hold that at bay. I'll say this. Uh, Someone said something I thought was really great to me one time, which was, you know, every day you're getting older, period. Right? So if you're not doing something, one thing, something every day, To try to create a balance to that, it's just going to take over. You know, whether, you, you know, you mean your face or your heart or your ability to touch your toes or whatever it is. So, you know, you wear sunblock, you do yoga, you walk five miles, whatever it is, like just to create the balance. Yeah. And I think that that's, for me, that's a good way to look at it where I'm not trying to, you know, I, I I don't wish that I would look like I did when I was 35 because that's
1: foolish, but I want to, you know, do something. Yeah. No, listen, I, I I didn't know I had any ego about that until the past few years. And I went, and again, for me, it was about George. Like, I was like, oh, I still want to... Yeah. You know, be sexy for my husband, but also I'm also like, oh, I guess sexy sexy's over and I'm it's big straw hats and <laughs> growing tomatoes now. But no. but I want to but also it's like you're I think about death, my mortality, mm. you know what I mean? Like it, it's not about like how do I keep my tits up? It's like, well, I don't want to have any cardiovascular disease. You know what I mean? Like you start thinking about your health in a completely different way. Yeah. When I got my first double A-R-P card in the mail, I did take to my bed.
0: They send those early, I think, just to fuck with you. They send them early. Well, they fucked with me. And it, it really, it, yeah, and they fucked with it me. turns me against them. If it came it's, on time, you know, a little after your, your 50th, yeah, that would be totally acceptable. Yeah, But it comes when you're like 49 and a half. And I feel like, fuck you. Yeah. I remember being on the cover of a magazine, so my birthday is in October, and I was on the cover of a magazine, and it was summer it was a summer issue, like June or July. And it in big letters on the cover of this magazine, as I pass it on the newsstand in New York, it says, "Julia turns 40." And I thought, "In October, it's like the ARP card. It's like, "What are you talking about? It's summer." How dare they? Yeah. Julia turns 40. Not yet.
1: How dare they? Yeah. All right. So now we come to, uh, because you've got soccer pickup, we come to the point where I've been asking you a lot of questions. This is Go Ask Allie. So now it is your opportunity to ask me a question. Well, I have a couple. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think, so there's the classic question that's part mm-hmm. of the, you know, the James Lipton when he does the, you know, the questions at the end of the actor's studio. And one of them, which I think is a great question, and this is the famous, what is it, Proust questionnaire, no, um, what is your favorite curse word? It's a great question.
1: It is a great question. Fuck.
0: Fuck's a good one. It's just solid.
1: Fuck. Yeah. It's just solid. And it is the thing that comes out of my mouth when I drop something on my foot Uh. or when I read something that's a surprise to myself. Shit has a sort of darker meaning. Like, shit is always something bad. Fuck is not always something bad. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, for instance, if George said, Oh, my God. Julie's at the door. I'd go, fuck. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a happy fuck. So, yes, fuck. Okay. What's your least favorite word in that you're such moist. a wordsmith? Yes. Moist. I hate that word. Hazel hates it, too. Yep. Moist. It makes me cringe. Wow. Nothing's good. Moist. Yeah. Tell Hazel like that I agree. Yeah. Um. What are your favorite kinds of books to read? Oh, Um, biographies. Okay. Danny
0: and I were just standing in a bookstore two days ago, this great bookstore in DC, this cute little bookstore. You go in there and this guy comes up to us. And as soon as we walk in, you just see there's just great books everywhere, right? We were like kids in a candy store. We were so excited. And I wasn't there to buy a book because I just started a really great book that I'm in love with. And I don't want to, you know, I I read one book at a time, and yeah. um, so we were looking for a book for Danny, and the guy goes, "Yeah, have a look around down here. It's great. It, but you know, you go upstairs is bananas. <laughs> like, Let's get up there where it's bananas." And he was right; there were great books absolutely everywhere. And at one point, I stood in front of the biography section, and I said to my husband. I just don't read biographies, really. Oh, I love them. And I would think that I... Yeah, I would think you would. Yeah. Yeah. I love fiction. I love it. I love fiction. Yeah. Because it's like a magic trick. Would you ever write a book? Oh, It would be... I would be so full of myself. I would be so puffed up. My head would get so big. I would think I was everything and a bag of chips if I ever wrote a book. I'd be impossible,
1: really. Yeah, I think you. I think you'd do a great job with a book. I would be. I would think
0: I was a uh, masterful. I, I just think it's such. You take a blank piece of paper. I mean, I don't know how you do it. You could do. How many books have you written? Four,
1: five? Yes, five. You could do it. You just some Coke and Johnny Walker and some peanuts. <laughs> You, you sit down you figure out where chrome is on your computer and you just start i think you could i think you could think about it but it doesn't it doesn't have to be a memoir you can write something else well that's i mean i i just i i think it's so
0: magical the way people sit down and just create a whole universe for us a whole they just it's just incredible it's incredible I, I, I it's am, hard. It's, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard. It looks hard.
1: But your voice, like in a book, would be even if you, if even if you wrote about your childhood or or anything, because you have such great sayings all the time. I love your sayings. I'll, I love that if I'm with you and something happens, you go, "Well, that's one for the books," and I go, <laughs> "God, that's such a good saying." I mean, you could. I would love it. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you write a book. Maybe that'll be my empty nest. Uh, Project. You're going to be working so hard all the time when you're an empty nester. You're not yeah. going to have time to write a book. I'm going to have to be your ghostwriter. Yes. Aren't the four of us going to be traveling the world and like working on our well, that's tans and our that's my dream. You know what else is my dream? You're going to teach me how to play Mahjong. I'm going to teach you how to say it and then I'm going to teach you how to play it. <laughs> okay. How do you say it? Mahjong. <laughs> Mahjong. You teach me how to play Mahjong. <laughs> I really want to learn how to play it and it looks so it's so fun. Scary and daunting. It's so fun. Now, do you have a group in this area that you play with? You know, I've just I just
0: got invited actually. It was really sweet. A few weeks ago, I got invited by um a mom at our school who is her son is on uh the same soccer team as Finn, and she's very nice and she uh, Danny had been over at their house. And as he was leaving, he was like, wait, you have a Mahjong card. What's you play Mahjong. My wife plays Mahjong. And so she texted me one day and said, Hey, I'm playing Mahjong with some friends and, uh, and we need a fourth. Would you like to play? And I just answered her immediately. I was like, sure. And I just put the phone away. Cause I just thought I- I'm going to be so nervous. I'm going to, you know, I hadn't played in so long. And I, and I, didn't know the other people that were going to be playing, and my kids were so sweet because I was really nervous, and they were like, "You've got yeah. this, mom. Oh, it's going to be great. You're going to be great." You know, and <laughs> I mean, it's making friends as a grown-up. It, it's a it's, it's a funny deal, and it, I had such a delightful time. Yeah, and everybody was really nice, and it was great to play. And I've played with a version of those ladies one other time, and um, yeah, but it is. It's a game to learn on a trip. So we should go on a trip because it's something that when okay. you play it day after day, then you really
1: get it. And here's my next question. When you go and play with people you don't know, I imagine it's kind of an intimate game, meaning you're playing it for a long time. So you do you chit-chat? Do you talk about your lives while, you're, while each person is doing their turn? You talk a little bit, but it is, you do
0: have to pay attention. Okay. Um, and we talked, one of the women was new to the game. And so there was a lot of instructional talking and a lot of talk about strategy or, you know, why some people do this or don't do that.
1: And yeah. So you're really immersed in the game when you're playing?
0: Yes. Until it's like your regular group that you play with every Tuesday, which is what I used to do. And then you're, you know, catching up and just BSing and, and having a big time
1: and playing. Okay, got it. That's how I imagine it. That's how it's going to be for us. I just have to learn how to play Mahjong. Mahjong, Mahjong, (laughs) Mahjong, Mahjong. Um, All right, go pick up Finn at soccer. I love you. I love you too. And um, we'll talk soon. We could really, really talk dirty (laughs) when we get off this podcast. Thank you for listening to Go Ask Ali. Julia's newest film, Ticket to Paradise, opens in theaters October 21st. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Go Ask Ali and follow me on social media, on Twitter at Ali E. Wentworth and on Instagram at the Real Allie Wentworth. Now, if you'd like to ask me a question or suggest a guest or a topic to dig into, I'd love to hear from you. And there's a bunch of ways you can do it. You can call or text me at 323-364-6356 or you can email a voice memo right from your phone to Podcast at gmail.com. And if you leave a question, you just might hear it on Go Ask Allie. Go Ask Alley is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.